0: Well, Mark, how we doing, buddy?
1: Ohio gozaimasu. There, Johnny.
0: Um, konichiwa. Koni-
1: oh, genki desu ka <laughs> Uh
0: I can speak to you in another Axis language, but not Japanese, buddy. That's, that's what you're going to get from me.
1: I was really hoping we could break into Bad Peggy Hill Japanese, but maybe we probably shouldn't. <laughs>
0: Uh, th- no, well, I don't know enough Japanese to even try and do Peggy Hill Japanese, but fuck. Okay, I would love fair. to hear you do it one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> in in lieu of a cold open, um, can I just tell our audience, Hey, if you're not feeling good, go to the hospital.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just a PSA for anybody that's listening. If you're not feeling good, go to the hospital before it gets any worse
1: okay What? Well, why what's what's going on buddy
0: <laughs> well um if i may divulge uh i had an unexpected surgery because it wasn't feeling good i, mean, I, I let it wait just a little bit too long now it's gonna have to happen mm. probably anyway uh but i put myself through a lot of pain unnecessarily because i'm kind of thick-headed sometimes um so not life-threatening uh at the time it felt like it felt like shit but <laughs> all good now but guys if you're not feeling good Go see a doctor. I know it might financially ruin you and bankrupt you, and let's just hope that you're one of our listeners that's living in the EU or somewhere that's got socialized medicine. Go to the hospital.
1: Yes, and to that end, I would like to announce the Dangle Podcast Patreon to help Johnny recover his... (laughs)
0: I, so I never I never actually watched The Tiger King, uh, whatever the hell it was on Netflix, but I, I just am flashing that meme in front of me that I will never financially recover from this.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was paying out my goddamn appendectomy so long they just said, you know what, you've nickel and dimed it long enough, We we get it, you're sorry, we'll just dissolve it.
0: <laughs> We're, we're, we're sorry. We're good. We Walmart.
1: didn't realize that when you said, but I'm really fucking poor, that you're really fucking poor.
0: <laughs> I mean, they should. Just, I mean, take a look at, at where, you, where you live and what you did at the time.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I tell you,
1: it ain't, it ain't easy out here for a musings writer. I just want to, you know, give my reader something better, but no one will back my plans.
0: Maybe, Mark, we can graduate from, from musings to, say, travel writing.
1: Okay, travel writing.
0: Yeah. What, what do you say to a story about your average Colorado podcasting duo? You know,
1: two longtime okay.
0: friends, went to the same college, half theater degrees, yada, yada, yada. Good, good at bullshitting, really good at random nonsense facts and doing horrible, horrible impressions of cartoon shows. What okay, do you say? Okay, okay. We we send them to go and experience the wonders of Japan. I mean, the whole <laughs> Megillah. I want to go see a kabuki show. I want to go to a uh, uh, a cherry blossom festival. I want to dress up in a gi and walk around like a giant asshole. Like, let's let's do it, man. Let's let's do this whole thing. <laughs> you guys think you can Patreon that for us? <laughs>
1: Our tiers are gonna break down like this. The bottom is charcoal. Fuck you. You ain't got more than a dollar to give us after sixty-two episodes of free entertainment, you just ain't got more than a dollar? Above that is a Megalo Megalow's like five dollars. Yeah, you're getting there. You're pretty cool, but hey man, that five dollars it'll only buy you know a twelve pack of soda at the local Walmart, and we're not we're better than that, aren't we? Above that, really, and this is our you know best tier, the blue flame of valor, where Johnny and I will come to your house and give you a lap dance. Or a lap dance with somebody of your choice, or we'll throw a fish at their door. But that's going to run you about two thousand dollars a month, and really, that's the package you want because you're getting just crucial extra me and Johnny time. We will come to your place and hang out with you. Two thousand a month. <laughs> Patreon dot com. Dangle podcast.
0: <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Dangle
1: Podcast. <laughs> this is our weirdest open ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> start with at, like at, at, fucking at, fake at, Japanese <laughs> and.
0: At just over two minutes, this might be my favorite cold but we've done it in a long time.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, welcome back to the Dangle Podcast, the weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my good buddy... Gianni, We take two episodes of the beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and we talk about the goods and bads and highs and lows. We uh, see if it still holds up, and we slap it with our patented rating system. And, um... I am to understand that this is a fan favorite episode out of a lot of people, out of a lot of our listeners. Our listeners have personally told me, I can't wait for you guys to do returning Japanese. And let me tell you guys, boy, you really put a lot of, um, what do you call it? expectation on, it. on me? <laughs> and I felt compelled to love this episode. So I had to watch it twice to make sure that like I was justified in my feelings and yeah, you want to get into it, buddy?
0: I say we get into it. So so guys, this is gonna be a extra special double episode. Sorry if the format's a little little strange, a little weird. We will do our best to make it feel as normal as possible, but this is episode 125 and 126, Returning Japanese, parts one and two. Original air date, they both aired on the same date, Mark. We got back-to-back episodes here, May 12th, 2002. And who boy, do we have a excellent cast of characters written by Kit Boss and Ethan Cohen. Ethan Cohen, excuse me. That was part one. And then Alex Gregory and Peter Hyuk were part two. <laughs> uh, so our cast of characters for Returning Japanese, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale and Nancy Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Con Min, and Connie Supenusenpone, Cotton and Dee Dee Hill, john redcorn cameos by junichiro and michiko we have some appearances from the strickland family here buck strickland joe jack we have a couple of appearances by bobby's classmates Stuart dooley and clark peters and then a handful of other random assorted people in the outside here we have japanese hotel serviceman japanese girl there is uh, some criminal like voiced lines here that did not make their way into the wiki list of of characters so we have the entire tv crew we have the emperor of japan oh yeah um like a whole bunch of other people now i'm trying to think here um mark do we is there still an emperor in japan they still have a monarchy system there is that correct
1: You know, dude, I really don't know. I know that uh, Shinzo Abe, the former prime minister, just got killed. Right. I thought they were a democracy.
0: I think so, but they have a a figurehead of a a pseudo-royal family, I believe, um, because I remember reading an article about a year ago about how the princess of Japan, essentially, the princess of their monarchy family – took away all of her royal titles because she wanted to marry a commoner that she had met in in college, in university.
1: Huh. Okay. Um, Per per Wikipedia, the government of Japan consists of legislative, executive, and judiciary branches based on popular sovereignty. The government runs under the framework established by the Constitution of Japan, adopted in 1947. It is a Unitarian state containing 47 administrative divisions with the emperor as the head of the state. His rule is ceremonial and he has no powers related to the government. So there you go. Right. It's like it's Excellent. like the British royal family. They're just there.
0: That's what I figured. They're just not as, as popular or as obnoxious as the British royals, so we don't know that they exist. You know.
1: I would prefer to not know about them. It, 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 it's fine. We don't need. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're playing like actual rings of power and like your king, you're like the figurehead of your society, is actually like endowed with magical powers. I don't care. I just realized my okay. mic is on a different channel, too, so I hope this one doesn't come out. Sounded wonky.
0: <laughs> That's okay. We're not even five <laughs> minutes in yet, so it'll just be the first few. It's all good.
1: Sorry, guys. If it sounded weird, now it should be better.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, it's, uh, it's one of
1: those things, don't think about it. Josh was in the studio, and we recorded live, and I didn't think about changing it back, but yeah. Anyway, Oh, sorry. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Mark, you ready for a synopsis?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, wait. Uh, in- height.
0: <laughs> hi uh in an effort to score a free vacation to japan peggy exploits cotton and his desire to make peace with the wife of a fallen soldier bobby learns how to dance and hank gets another brother yeah
1: uh, yeah um i like so, that you completely ignored both b sub b1 and b sub two plots because we don't need to talk <laughs> about them
0: and yeah i mean we'll bring them up because I'm like i said <laughs> we have our a story characters hank peggy bobby cotton um, uh, you can say uh, Jinichiro Michiko if you want. Like, pretty much everybody. Everybody in the A story is who all went to Japan, which makes me sad that Luann's not in that list. But at the same time, I don't. Uh, I don't know. We get enough. What would she? What, what, what would she else. have
1: done? Like, like, I, what would she have done? Freaked out about Hello Kitty, and then like. Yep. Yeah. Maybe. Eating a square watermelon and exploded like.
0: I I don't know. Somehow I imagine her like getting wrangled into selling her panties to some weird ass Japanese businessman because she's got giant cans. That's the episode that I write, not <laughs> not
1: Ethan Cohen. He's a good boy.
0: Um. So our B story characters, Mark. We're just going to blaze on through this, because otherwise we'll get hung up on that. And I really, I don't need to live in your mind while you're imagining that. Um, B-story characters, I have Luann, <laughs> question mark, Bill and the guys, question mark. Because I don't know which one is the true B-story here. I don't really care for either story. And you forgot Lady Bird
1: and her Well, that's the Luann doppel- story. Ganger.
0: Yeah, <laughs> doppeldogger.
1: Doppeldogger.
0: <laughs> yes um okay so that's the grossest uh, porno (laughs) the doppelganger. yep (laughs) yikes um mark do you want to go through some notes first do you want me to go through my notes first because i have a lot like a like i told you off mic i have a whole bunch i i did all my notes for both episodes all at one so
1: yeah go go crazy and i'll
0: tag me in when you're ready you you go okay Okay. Well, let's knock some of these songs out here, because this is a very, very song-heavy episode, at least for licensed music here. Yes. So So, uh, some of the Dansu, or Dance Dance Revolution, or whatever the heck you want to call it, uh, it might be Osu at this point, I, I don't even know. Uh, the, the Dancing Machine has got a lot of licensed music, and when Bobby goes there, they are... Introduced, They introduce it by Casey and the Sunshine Bands. That's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. Uh, we transition from that to MC Hammer's Can't Touch This. Eventually, we get our way to Sir Mix-a-Lot and Big Butts. And uh-huh. finally, we get Got to Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. Yeah. So, lots of, lots of stuff. When you think about it, don't, I don't remember... I I was listening to another podcast where they talked about securing music rights and, like, how much you can play and how expensive it is per, like, 10 seconds of a a licensed song. But it gets really expensive really quick. Some of these, I have to imagine, like, Sir Mix-a-Lot or MC Hammer, it's probably, like, $20,000 for 10 seconds. Wow. Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's a lot for it. Yeah. that's a lot. Um... So those are our big uh, music, music cues for this episode. Um, okay. Mark, I've got top, top threes. You and I are going to go okay. through our top threes here. And okay. there's a, a bunch of them. So this will eat up some time. Okay, top <laughs> okay. three anime. Just any anime? Any anime. Any anime. And you can, you can qualify it if you need to. But honestly, like if you want to say Avatar The Last Airbender is in, the, in there, fuck it. Cool
1: um Naruto and I'm lumping Shippuden into Naruto um Fair Um oh my god you're putting me on the fucking spot Um <laughs> tie for third place or no Dragon Ball Z and then My Hero Academia we'll go with that
0: Interesting okay Um number 3 for me Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba uh number two is Naruto and all of its subsidiaries I honestly guys I haven't watched Boruto so go ahead and roast me if it's really you as don't bad need as to nobody needs to, to watch Boruto they need to take
1: Boruto out back and shoot it in the head
0: <laughs> uh and number one is Cowboy Bebop always has been always will be it's gonna be fantastic oh that's a good one yeah um, oh fuck and three... I love
1: Jojo too um knock off uh, Dragon know... Ball it's it's uh Jojo I... is number two yeah,
0: Jojo okay uh favorite sushi roll top three favorite sushi roll mark
1: I don't like sushi.
0: Cool. Um, (laughs) Um, I I can give you my three favorite Japanese foods. Do that, yes, because I do have favorite sushi rolls, but you give me your foods, buddy.
1: Uh, Ikayaki, grilled squid, miso soup. Real basic, I know, but goddamn a good bowl of miso. And Mm -hmm. uh, green tea mochi.
0: Ooh, fuck yeah. Um, My sushi rolls, I like uh, spider rolls okay i like um uni and trying to think i don't know what the actual name for it is but i had it when i was in uh norway about two months ago uh but it's just straight up fucking whale like that rocketed to the very top because it is insanely good how is whale. whale how is whale like like melts in your mouth good Fucking,
1: I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew whale had to be goddamn delicious.
0: Oh, it is insane, There's one episode, I
1: forget it, of two wizards where Josh and I just go insane and talk about how bad we want to eat a whale because we're pretty sure that deliciousness is tied to, like, emotional, like, complexity. Because, like, pigs are smart as shit and bacon is goddamn delicious.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like, I I want my ultimate
1: food is, like, eating Coco the gorilla because I bet she's just fucking amazing.
0: I got two portions because it's my uh, my lady's favorite animal, and once she realized what we were eating, she went, absolutely not, can't eat that. So, I got what two portions, and it was fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, I mean, it was Norway, so if I had to imagine, it may have been blue whale. Because um, I don't think they're, and like, I don't think they're endangered, or even, in, like, potentially endangered, or maybe orca. Like,
1: no, there's no fucking way. Those are both protected. Blue whales Blue are protected? Blue whales are like 100 foot long. Oh, yeah.
0: maybe maybe, uh, maybe sperm whales then. I'm trying to think here because I, think I know there's a lot of belugas up there, but those are also very protected.
1: I was thinking like mink or fin, but I don't know.
0: It could be. Whatever the hell it was, it was fucking delicious. So, guys, go to the whale. Either way,
1: I need to get into it.
0: Um, Considering the that...
1: Whale Sorry, go ahead. Um, I'll, I'll get back with you in a second.
0: No, you're good. Uh, considering you and I both put this on our top three, this should this question should be no surprise to you, Mark. Top, th- or no, we'll just say best ninja overall, period, in the Village Hidden in the Leaves.
1: Best ninja overall? Yes. Oh, toss it between Jiraiya and Rock Lee.
0: Okay. I would not agree also, with that.
1: Also, uh, mink whale apparently is the big one that they consume, mink whales.
0: Okay, I must have had mink whale then.
1: Right on. Not to put well, you on was, the spot or anything, sorry.
0: No, 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 no. It guys, mink whale is delicious if that is in fact what I had. Um I'm gonna say Kakashi. Okay. Kakashi okay. is 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 top tier boy. He's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> well, almost my favorite, but your favorites always die, so that's it is what it is. Mark, favorite Japanese wrestler.
1: Oh, uh that guy that just died. Um, What the hell is his name? Ao Inoki, I want to say. E-
0: Inoki? I know yeah, who you're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about. Yes. Yeah, He just yes. died like a week
1: ago. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I am really, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Kenny Omega and his partner from The Golden Lovers, but I have to say probably Ajushin Thunder Liger is my favorite oh shit i forgot about him yeah okay (laughs) because he is fun as fuck but guys if you are at all interested in professional wrestling and you know mark and i are please go watch some japanese professional wrestling it is ridiculously absurd and incredibly fun
1: go watch kaiju big battle wrestling it's professional wrestling and goddamn monster outfits it's it's even cooler than like yeah
0: Yes. Like you get really good stuff from NJPW right now. It's on par with AEW and WWE, but at the same time, it is very formulaic. So, yeah. yeah. Just go 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 watch some cool shit. Cool. That's like the the end of my like little top lists or whatever. I I thought it would be fun to you and I have a lot of history in exploring Japanese culture together. Mm-hmm. And we've had lots of of conversations about like, dude, how fucking cool would it be to go to Japan? So I thought that would be kind of a fun little thing. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like that they hit on some some Japanese customs in this episode. I felt like it made it feel authentic, and even to this day, I'm pretty sure they still do this. Uh, the one that stuck out to me was giving a business card to somebody when you're meeting them for the first time.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, when I took Japanese and granted, this was like 10 years ago, but like when I was taking it, that was how we were taught to introduce ourselves. Like you have the name card, you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So I, I want to make a point to say that you, you and I, like, I don't know if we like to, we're just kind of dicks about it. Sometimes <laughs> we point out horrifying things that have happened in real world at the time of these episodes getting released. And we are post nine 11 at this point. And somehow they got caught in freaking out on the plane and getting shoved into an overhead compartment and getting essentially drugged and headbutting people. They got that past the censors after nine 11 somehow. And I don't know how.
1: Yeah. This was the year after Bobby goes nuts was supposed to air that night. We figured that out. It didn't. It aired in Japan or in Wow, oh my God! It aired in November. I don't know what's wrong with me. It aired in November. Right. Um, yeah, I have a couple notes about that. Like this is post nine eleven America. A lot yeah, of the shoot, shits. Oh shoot uh, no, it's my cons. We'll get
0: into it when I get into it. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha, gotcha. No worries. No worries. Most
1: mo- mostly it's the little things like you're saying, like uh, cotton. You know, but again, like. Nobody could have predicted 9/11. They probably wrote and no, shot this no. back in like in like March of this year of the year before, you know what I mean? Like no one could have seen this coming. They'd already animated it all like you know, right. it, 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 you can't go back and reshoot.
0: Right. You're not fucking like Willow and Stitch. I just thought it was it was interesting to me that that there wasn't even I don't as far as I know cuz I mean I have a feeling it would have showed up in the wiki somewhere there was not even a disclaimer about it but at the time i guess you know early 2000s we didn't put a disclaimer in front of everything like you know disney now does when you go on to something mildly or even moderately racist yeah but um mark ladybird might have actually died
1: i know i I, we need to talk about that i don't want to spend (laughs) a lot of time on it but i don't have an answer which fucking dog is that fucking dog and also, right? you need to tell me that there's two geriatric ass pork chop hounds in Arlen, <laughs> Texas.
0: <laughs> I wanna Ugh. know what happened to the, the double dog after this episode. Did did Luanne just go take it back to the pound to die?
1: I wonder that. I wonder if like we got Ladybird back. Because we're gonna have that dances with dogs episode here in a couple weeks and like Yeah. That's my thing. Is Bobby dancing with Ladybird or the new dog that's like I'm gonna call it looking a little bit younger? I don't know.
0: Okay. Okay. But yeah. Um, Mark, do you know who the what the Sunrio Corporation is?
1: Uh, no, no. What is it?
0: If I told you they make six hundred million dollars a year off of one of their uh, intellectual properties, do you know who they are? Hello Kitty. Yes, they are. They are Hello That's Kitty, why I knew and they it. make yeah. <laughs> over half a billion dollars a year just off of Hello Kitty.
1: You know what? Good. I'm I'm glad you know what fucking good like it doesn't hurt anybody you know what they're not like a it's not like Hello Kitty by Sanrio and like you know ballistic missiles by Sanrio like it's just it's wholesome and pure I'm glad that they make that much money that makes me happy
0: oh yeah yeah they make so much and they continue to make that much that was the most current like like numbers as of I think 2021 that's the, what they approximately make every year. I know they did a huge partnership with Nintendo with the release of Animal Crossing, um, um, whatever the one on this, the Switch is, uh, New Horizons. Oh, and they did that yeah. because you can yeah. buy specific little AR cards, like their Amiibo cards, that have the Hello Kitty characters on them. So you can decorate your island in Sunrio themed stuff. And they sold out immediately. They were like hotcakes, even in America. Like people were, were bum rushing targets to go and get these things. And I'm like, this is kind of awesome that after twenty years, Hello Kitty is still such a big deal. It's Man, the Japanese yeah.
1: on Culture Victory, dude, like so much of it. Yeah, like
0: dude, everybody yes. loves Pokemon. If you tell me you don't like, love Pokemon, I know you're full of shit.
1: Or you're, like, one of those assholes and, like, don't listen to our show. (laughs) If you can not at least be
0: neutral on Pokemon, please turn this off. I I wrote down here, I think it's really sweet that Cotton wants to show off not just Bobby, but also Hank. And this is specifically where he asks Peggy for a picture of, like, hey, do you have a a family picture? Because I really want to show Michiko what I've done with my life. I want to show her Bobby, but I want to show her Hank. And we don't see a lot of tenderness most of the time from Cotton. This might be, like... Aside from the episode where he, spoilers, dies, this might be the nicest Cotton is.
1: Yeah, or like teaching G.H. to, G- wow, G.H., I can't mm-hmm. say his name, John, G.H. to shoot. I mean, nah, yeah, it's, it's just, nasty. it's like, that's so infrequent, bit. and like, it fits
0: with his character. Like, you, you you grow to love him. He's the angry old coot that is very in-your-face, but has that very tiny, small, like, soft interior. But, I, I don't know, I, it was a really sweet little moment that I noticed, and it made me, it always makes me smile when I think about it, because it's such a big deal to Cotton, that he, one, that he's reuniting with Michiko, but that he gets to show off the family that he made.
1: Yeah. I like, too, this that little bit, and Peggy gives him the picture, and he goes, and I thank you, and, like, salutes her. It's just a very sweet little moment, Yeah. Yeah.
0: I got just a couple more here, buddy. In animation it, lately, it's been a very big conversation that if it's a person of color, they should be voiced by that person of color. You know, if it's a black character on an animated show, it should be voiced by a black actor. If it's uh, an Asian actor it should be voiced by an, yeah, you know, right. it should be an Asian character, yada, yada, yada. Some shows were very, very good about this early on. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go all the way back to one fish, two fish, red fish, blowfish, the episode, season one episode of The Simpsons, where Homer gets fugu poisoning from the sushi place. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And, and it's, uh, Akira. Sulu.
0: Yes, Akira is voiced by an actual Japanese actor, which is, yeah, Sulu. Um, George Takei. George Takei. Thank you. And so, like, yeah. they, they have a relatively good history, or at least there's precedent, we'll say, of doing this. Do
1: you know where I'm going? It's with also this? The Simpsons, and like you know, maybe just okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. As I was gonna say, do you know where
0: do you know where I'm going with this?
1: Because because David Carradine shouldn't be he should junichiro. not he should not be junichiro but but my problem is reason. because he doesn't do a good job, not because he's not Japanese.
0: Okay, that's fair. I think part of it is for those of you guys who don't know. The guy who voices Hank's half-brother, Junichiro, is, is an actor named David Carradine. And he's very much an old white actor. And I have to say... He's Bill. He's Bill in the in Kill Bill Kill movies. Bill. Yes. He's the guy that
1: killed himself, giving himself a rub and tug in the fucking hotel in Thailand.
0: Yes. Um, Guys, always have a spotter. Right? Or at least, fuck, dude, let somebody know. No, like, I, I know their thought process in casting him and it very much has to do with his tv history because he was the main character of kung fu he's been known to be mm-hmm. in a lot of asian influenced tv and film i'm i'm 99% sure that's why he got cast as bill and kill bill
1: that, part of it yeah um i just had a realization yeah um in office space um Um, main dude, he invites Jennifer Aniston over to watch Kung Fu. Yep. That's why fucking David Carradine is in this. It's not for casting choices. It's because Mike Judge wanted to meet David Carradine, so he cast David... So he fucking got him to get David Carradine. You
0: have to imagine, yeah, that Mike Judge has been a Kung Fu fan probably since he was a kid.
1: Oh, it's a great show. Okay, okay, let me rephrase this. It's a terrible show. I've watched all of it. It's one of my favorite shows. It's fun, but it's terrible. Um, It's real bad. It's fun, but it's terrible. It's David Carradine and like weird here's the other thing too david carradine looks vaguely asian enough okay okay we're gonna get real bad here um hey guys american tv has always kind of had a bad run of you know portraying actor like not whites as you know the right race looking at you native americans being portrayed by italians yes but so like david carradine has a vaguely asian features or vaguely asian features it's it's him just you know walking around the west trying to find his brother and shit and it's it's fine and it's the blind kung fu master and that's where everybody oh yes young grasshopper literally a line that everybody knows like
0: yeah. it's it's, yeah, it's prolific super and has
1: influential, been. But yeah
0: so I don't know.
1: anyway sorry we went we we went off
0: on a the thing there no we did but that that's kind of what I want I just really I just wanted to have a discussion about like in in today's day and age David Carradine wouldn't be playing that. It would be like Ken Watanabe or somebody.
1: I bet he would. You think? I, oh yeah, they backdoored enough. Yeah. Interesting. Like, I don't. I don't know. Like, you couldn't get David Carradine to voice a black character. Like, you're never gonna have David Carradine like a saying over Budisak or something. Okay. But like, yeah, I think this is within the realm of reasonability for even for now like yeah it's a little tougher to justify it but uh nah, i don't know i don't okay. i don't like it though because okay so like at the time who were you going to get like Ken Watana- Watanabe like
0: i like i'm trying to You th- can't think. get George
1: you can't get like George Takei to do it that'd be real wonky I
0: mean it could like, be but at the same time he's he, he did it for the Simpsons and that was 10 years previous Yeah i guess but like
1: maybe it's worse that you can only have a Japanese dude playing a sushi chef. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what if we just drew... What if we just drew everybody? And that, I think that's why I like BoJack Horseman so much, because, like, there's not really race in it. It's just we're all fucking things here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't have to ask myself if it's problematic that the Buffalo is voiced by somebody who doesn't have... Somebody who's not from Montana. You okay. know what I mean? Like. okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I kind of just prefer that a little bit, but maybe I'm the problem.
0: It's it's an interesting concept because there are some some instances where they have replaced or just removed a character. So, like, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think here. I don't think Apu shows up anymore in The Simpsons and hasn't for, like, three seasons now because of the outrage I that he's came he's around. Uh, I don't know if he has any speaking around. roles. I don't think Hank Azaria does his voice I... anymore.
1: I don't know. I I also don't think it matters because you know what? No one's fucking saying anything about Joe Montana as Fat Tony or like whoever it is doing Luigi or whoever it is doing... I just... That whole thing pisses me off. But like, hey... I'm the problem again So never mind I'm sorry
0: Right Well and then uh, If you look at um, uh, Big Mouth Big Mouth was a big one Because for their last season Or last two seasons They got rid of Jenny Slate who is a white woman As a small Little like Young black woman Like a little black girl And replaced her With a black girl
1: Did they actually replace
0: her? They did They did They make it a point To say actually okay. In one of the episodes Like hey All of these These little mirror me's They're all different And they all just form a new me And then that's how they magically change her voice i thought it was a pretty smart way of doing it but yeah it, it is it's, it's a black woman now because jenny slate said she didn't want to take okay. that away from a black actress i don't okay. i thought it was it, it'd just be interesting to see nowadays if they would do david carradine just because of his lineage like i said that was the the, the process before it so moving on from david carradine here i got two more uh, okay. I think every time I see this, and it, it's been this way for years. I always thought it was funny, and it's even funnier now post COVID. That Hanks sees people walking around in medical masks and just goes, "Excuse me, doctor." The Japanese and most Asian <laughs> cultures over there like have been wearing masks when they're not feeling good in public for twenty fucking years. So this isn't oh, new. Better than
1: that, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And it always makes me laugh. It's like, guys, get the fuck over it. Masks are here and they're here to stay. It just took us way longer than it should have to incorporate them into Western culture.
1: Kind of like everything else we do. Yeah. Because we're going to double down on oil again, guys. Yay.
0: Oh, you know it. And then the last one I have here is Bobby just has a knack for cute Asian women, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he does.
0: Good for him. He may have found his type.
1: I have that exact same, well, not exact same. I said mine a little bit worse than you did, but yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, th- so now that I've talked for like a solid half an hour on my notes, buddy, what do you got for me?
1: Okay, so that was your prose for all of, for the entire episode, for oh, both episodes, Oh, right? oh
0: no, th- that was, those were just my notes. I haven't even hit my pros yet.
1: That's what I meant to say, your notes for both, yes. sorry, not pros. Yes, notes, notes for both, okay. yes. So I will give you all of my notes for both. Um, here we go. Peggy is musing. We were actually seeing Peggy musing instead of just carrying around her musings in her purse like a weirdo. Yes. She's actually working for the bystander. I don't remember her actually getting the job. I remember the Nancy's headaches episode or right. Peggy's headaches episode with Doyle Harkathy, but I don't. But I I don't remember getting the job. I know she talked about it, like my musings. Oh, they're on my K Pro. I got to back them up, but like. I really think that was something she just did, and she was bored, and that's what Peggy did to fill Peggy time. Right. But now she's getting paid for it. Um, Dale is kind of still up on Cotton's dick a little bit. Last <gasps> I week noticed. we were talking about in um my own private rodeo, like you you had mentioned. Do you think that he's going to kind of stop being up on Cotton's dick so much now that Bug is back in the picture? And right. No, no, he's not. He is. Boy, he took Cotton all the way up the shaft, bud.
0: It's true, but he didn't do his, his usual daddy bit.
1: Yes, that's very true.
0: But, no, okay, I so did yeah, notice that. We'll look that. out
1: for the daddy. We'll look out for daddy bits instead of like him being up on Cotton's dick. Yeah. Um. General rule, I need a steam. <laughs> Just the, general general yes. note. Um, why doesn't Boomhauer go to the sweat lodge with the guys? Just a weird... I, and, yeah, I guess it really wouldn't have added anything to it, but it would have been interesting to see, I guess. I would have liked to have—I would have like to see Boomhauer's um, sweat lodge acid trip scene. That would have been cool. Right?
0: I don't know what his would be.
1: Yeah, I, and then I really thought about it, and then I realized that I was thinking about that instead of watching the episode, so I had to rewind, like, a minute and a half. <laughs> uh-huh. Also, Hank totally failed Dee Didi. Didi asked Hank to do one thing,
0: and what is it? Uh, Dee Dee wanted Hank to spend time with Cotton Just don't make it gay
1: Hank failed because he picked the gayest thing you can do Go into a steam room with four other guys Like
0: Just about, yeah (laughs) Well, especially in Cotton's context Cotton would not be okay with that
1: He might be Because I I, I think he would be, but at the same time I just like there is nothing gayer than sweating with a bunch of dudes together in like a tiny little shack. I'm sorry. I, I mean I think it's cool. Like I wish that we had a sauna culture in America. I I love steaming and saunaing and sweating. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. Right. But like if you came to me and said, Hey, let's go have a bare ass steam, okay, cool. But like if my coworkers were like, Hey, we're gonna go steam, I'd be like, No, okay, you have fun with that. I will be at home, yeah. not keep building with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a very European um, thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if it was more except maybe that's, like, my Greek blood screaming through me and I just, like, <laughs> need to go to a Turkish bath or something. But I like,
0: agree, yes.
1: <laughs> um, according to the squiggles on the sign, they're just like the other one. I had a lot of fun this episode reading all the <laughs> Japanese and yes. trying to parse out what I could. Um, and the two big ones that stood out to me are hotel and apartment. And those squiggles on the sign literally just say apato or apartment. So, the swiggles on that sign don't fucking match at all right. The address would probably be in Roman num- like Roman characters, not in Japanese characters, so that's weird. I just thought it was funny because he literally says "Apartment," and like right now, how many apartment buildings are next to you? I just thought it was funny right um, more notes. I don't have as many for returning Japanese part two, and I think that's kind of wonky. um did we talk about? Seiko Matsuda. No. She is the voice actress for um, Michiko. Okay. Just, I had to look it up because I was I was kind of in the same boat as you with like David Carradine and like non Japanese actors saying Japanese roles, but Michiko is a Japanese
0: woman, so that's kind of fun, I guess. She sounded very familiar. Was there anything you recognized her in that you can think of?
1: Oh, I. Let me check real quick, cause I looked her up and it didn't. I have a bigger mind blow for next week, and I okay. think that pushed all of my um. That pushed all my like voice actor um, trivia out of my head.
0: I got gotcha. you. You may
1: remember her, from such films as, she was in Armageddon. Okay. As Asian tourist, so that one probably didn't count. Never mind. Um, I'm trying to th- see here. It's also weird because IMDb credit, credits her as a reporter, but I'm pretty damn sure it's Michiko. Um, a lot of Japanese shit. Okay. Tombstone of the Fireflies, the 2000... I'm pretty sure that's the live-action remake of Grave of the Fireflies. Oof. Yeah, so real upbeat. Um, for you in full blossom, Ikemen Paradise for 13 episodes is principled, Tsubaki... Uh yeah, a lot of Japanese shit. So probably okay. nothing that you and I would recognize her in outside of Asian tourist in Armageddon. Because I know we both love that Bruce Willis classic.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> interesting. Well, maybe I've just watched this episode so many times that that's why it sounds familiar to me now.
1: It does sound really familiar. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that was just Laura and Tom. Like, hey, can you be an old lady? Yeah, whatever. Right. Um. Oh, I think it's really sweet that uh, Cotton and Michiko are the same size. I think that's fucking mm-hmm. adorable. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> super cute. Um, Animation doesn't know what it wants to do in this episode. Just no. as a broad stroke note, they have no idea what they're doing. We'll get to that when we get to that. Um, Bobby definitely has Asian fever. <laughs> that's, yeah. There's no, I said it nicer than I'm that. I'm sure there's a more gentle way to say that but fuck that well i was gonna say bobby got the yellow fever but i couldn't think of a good enough joke to combat yellow fever with quinine so i didn't um we got that and then i really just like all of bobby's a sub one plot every single moment of it i think it's precious it's so cute like
0: i man i think i I really do like bobby in this one a lot it's well and it's one more it's one more instance where he and cotton get to connect on something yeah. I love that moment at the end. Yeah.
1: It, it, the the whole thing, just all of it. And I like yeah, I like him like skirting Peggy and everything. And then I like Peggy's tour of Japan going to the Disney store. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um those are my notes. I'm just going to break into my pros real quick Go because for it. I don't have a ton. Um so starting again, this is the beginning of the episode. Um I like Dale and Bill throughout with the little bits of support that Dale gives to Bill. He tells him, you look great. What yep. are you talking about? Stuff like this. It's real weird. I don't know why he's doing it, but I like it. Right. Um, all the acid trip scenes. They're really, or the-, the Oh, yes, yes. I really yes. enjoy all of those. Um, and then I like Hank shaking Cotton's hand and John Redcorn looking at him and like just smiling and nodding because he knows exactly what's going on. I really like that bit. Um, I like Bobby's pitch in the living room, and then Peggy just totally steals his idea. But I You're like right. that Bobby's doing it. You know, I think that's really cool. Um, Hank learned that they're called Asians. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we just had, Man Without a Country Club, like four or five weeks ago, and where he was he was time... talking,
0: calling them Oriental, all Oriental Club. Yeah,
1: and Wasana Song slapped his ass and said. <laughs> you mean Asians? And he's like, they're called Asians. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, I just think it's funny. Like if you maybe like if you're watching this the way that we are, you'll you'll pick it up, but now you're not gonna cause you're mm-hmm. you know, this came out fucking months later in real time, but right. I liked it. Um I like Olive Cotton's flashback scene. I think I'm becoming a sucker for flashbacks. Because those are what I like the most. I that was my favorite part of it's not easy being green. That was my favorite part of Bills are made to be broken, like flashbacks. And this is a damn good flashback and a truly sad flashback. I love Cotton like trying to get off that goddamn boat to get back to her. I think that's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Like Cotton Cotton would be a different person if Cotton could have stayed in Japan.
0: He absolutely would have been.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and like, duh. What what a statement, Mark. Wow. Thank you for your fucking sharp ass commentary. But, like, I mean, like, literally, can you imagine, like, if he would have, like, come to terms with his shit and stayed with this woman who I'm assuming was his first? Because uh, he would have been, been yeah. what, 15 years old? Yeah. Like, I like um, Hank when he's laying in bed and, huh, did you see what those Hill brothers did again? Mm hmm. I like Hank imagining the Hill Brothers shenanigans. That's fucking precious. Because he's never been able to um,
0: imagine I, that with GH, because GH is just so small. Yeah, he's a baby.
1: Yeah, like, but now he's got a brother his own age, a, a few years older than him. And I think that's, I think that's goddamn precious. Right. Um, I like Luann being weirded out by Hank on the phone. <laughs> when he's like, put Lady Bird on. It and, is a weird I thing. I love you, I- it's a weird thing, and like Luann, is smart enough to go. Ugh. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows Hank. Everybody, including your idiot niece, knows what a weirdo you are with your goddamn dog. Um, and finally, I really like the beer scene between Hank and Junichiro.
0: The beer scene where where uh, they get out out of the machine.
1: Yeah, and they're just yeah. standing there, and they're. Uh, but like, I, I like all of it. I like um. Oh, you think robots could run on propane? No. But maybe it's possible. And, like, Jinichiro, like, starts kind of bonding a little bit. And then they get into, like, I also have the shame of a narrow urethra. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cute. I think that's really cute. And there's some stretches I can show you.
0: Especially, Fantastic. I, love awesome. that, I love that Jinichiro has a narrow urethra because Cotton has already said, doesn't get it from my side, I could pass a watermelon through mine.
1: Clearly, I can see the I can see the image.
0: <laughs> yep, clearly he's wrong.
1: Yeah, it's all cotton. Cotton's got the
0: narrow ureti, and apparently the the, the freaking <laughs> under eye bags. Oh, <laughs> I think that's. I
1: just like it. I like all of it. Um, yeah, pros go crazy, buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. <sighs> I love that uh, Hank's objection to going to the titty bar isn't the nakedness and isn't the everybody getting rowdy. It's that his dad always pays the strippers to put their whatnots on his head. <laughs> like <laughs> I die, I die when I hear that. Um, I had that's a good bit. I had like the next two months ones. You're here. You almost like took verbatim from me when you were going through your prose um dale loving bill implicitly in this episode is a huge pro for me his god no like you're yeah. looking fantastic did you lose weight like they're just being buddies this this episode and maybe it's because it's just the two of them and there's no third party to be like an antagonist around because Boomhauer is not really with them all this episode and hank is gone mm-hmm. when the two of them are together like we saw in um not in my backhoe they actually get up mm-hmm. to some pretty ridiculous shit i love it
1: yeah, they yes and each other into madness, like at it's any chance so they get.
0: It's so much fun. Um, and then you already mentioned this, but all of the sweat lodge moments, especially for me, like the, the cherry on top is Bill's acid trip. I just love his. Yeah. like. And you it looks like they weird, like fucking recorded thing.
1: that back in season one.
0: Yeah, it does. It Well, the like, lines are yeah. weirdly crisp. Um, I, I've never been so excited to see Bill's bare ass. But, like, him just flying yeah. naked as shit into that pie and then going, I know how I'm going to die. It's <laughs> it's such a good moment. Such a good moment.
1: Um, that is a good bit, yeah.
0: Props to the writers here. The Hills would not know or care to know about the Japanese architecture style of sliding doors. Now, yes. how they yeah. missed that the whole week they were there, I will never know. Because... The guarantee they would have gone into some sort of restaurant or shop or something and have seen the mechanism. That's neither here nor there. On just being the hills, they wouldn't have noticed it. So good on them. Yeah. That's good writing. Uh, the flashback it's scene. For me,
1: though... It, for me, it really it's that it goes back to what you're saying, though, with like death and uh, taxes and then the substitute Spanish prisoner of once, you know, that ending, though, it's ruined for you. And like it only was good the first time you watched this. That is I absolutely
0: think. true. No, it is because it's luckily it's just such a small moment. You know, it's not like a big linchpin. It's just more like a, oh, yeah. like a zinger at the end. But no, you're absolutely right. Once you know it, you're just thinking the entire time, oh, Hank's going to take a shower. Oh, they need to leave some water out so that they can wash their face in the morning. Like, yeah. It yeah. definitely loses its I agree its with appeal. you. It's a good.
1: It's a really good bit. I just, once you see it once, it's kind of it for it, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. With the flashback scene that you had mentioned earlier, uh, I noticed something here. Cotton has okay. literally been headbutting people since he lost his shins. It's not an old yeah, that's man. That's
1: a standard move. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's a standard move, and I think he adopted it in Japan because he's like, "Well, I'm at this level. This is where I can do the most damage." But yeah, as they're pulling him back onto the boat, he is headbutting the shit out of some of those GIs. Um, Mark, I miss DDR machines. Not actually using them, but watching people use them because somebody who is good at Dance, Dance Dance Revolution is very fucking entertaining. Yeah. And they just don't exist in America anymore. They used to be everywhere. Like you could go to Chuck E. Cheese. You could go to like a Dave and Buster's. uh, You could go to the mall. And they were just like hanging out at the mall. And they were like the full-on machines. You just can't find them here anymore. And that's kind of sad.
1: I really, I really miss arcades. I wish arcades could come back. Right. And I feel like all it is now is like sad adults like you and I going, man, remember how cool arcades were? Well, we should buy arcade machines and put them in bars. You know what I mean? And like... Right. We're trying to keep it from kids. We're not like saying, all right, kids, here's this fun arcade for you. It's like, we just want to maintain our childhood, but fuck you because right. you're on your phone anyway. And you're VR and eh, like yeah, none I'm of you are,
0: none of you are going to appreciate this. Like we do. So you get an age restriction, have fun. <laughs> um, <sighs> I, uh, I, every time I watch this episode, I, I, I always appreciate how nice and subtle Michiko is when she is just slamming Cotton for leaving her. Because as far yeah. as she knows, he did it intentionally. Because that's what a lot of GIs did at that point. She didn't know that he tried to stay. So in her mind, it was, you offered me lots of opportunities for struggle in this area. and <laughs> I live it off of rice holes. Right? It's like, oh, this is, it is scathing. But she is also like trying to be the nicest Japanese toast because that's their culture so once again very Mm -hmm. very good writing um after cotton has his moment where jinichiro just like spurns him and he screams i'm gonna redeclore war on japan and he flings his thing it just like kicks everything over is this the jerkiest cotton we see like have seen to this date up to this point because he is just a straight up dick
1: I don't know. How would you take that? Like you're excited to do a thing and then you find out you got a son and yeah, you're not handling it well, but you're cotton. So you don't know how to handle anything. Well, like you just learned last week that people who were in Vietnam should be treated with respect. Like, right. So
0: I'm just, to me, it's, it, it goes over the top it, it, and it's beyond his, normal I like the rampage.
1: I like how fucking subtle the rampage is, though, because what does he do? He throws an octopus. He jumps out of like a paper wall. Which yeah. really should have been a dead goddamn giveaway in the first place. They should have known about that anyway. Whatever. Yeah. Bobby should have like now. And now that I talk about it, I'm kind of upset that it took me this long to realize that. goddammit, it, they should have known anyway. Whatever. That's cool. <laughs> um, but no, like he spits on a paper and makes a woman faint. He like bitch slaps a postcard stand, and that's about. That's like the the whole of his rampage. You know it what is, I mean? But
0: he's like humming and singing. Oh, happily and he while dishonors
1: a pay toilet.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. I don't know. To me, it seems a little like uh, yeah. aggressive to me, but eh. I don't know. I figured it was a, an honest question to ask. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then my last pro here, coming from someone who now has access to high-speed rail, when I'm actually on one of the ice here's, ice train, trains here that goes really fast, like over 200 kilometers an hour, it is so fucking nice. So I, I love Hanks. Can't this thing go any faster? Oh, okay like when he realizes they're going like 180 miles an hour or something like that
1: yeah oh okay yeah
0: (laughs) but um those are my pros you hit a lot of of ones that i didn't actually write down because i got really just i just enjoyed watching the last probably 15 minutes of these two episodes and didn't do a lot of, of real deep dive into it but i'm glad you hit on things like Uh, Hank and Junichiro having their bonding moments with the beer and with the robots and their whole thing where where Hank is teaching Junichiro how to uh, be more American, like, no, you need to go tell him, like, you need an answer now or you're kicking his ass and it actually gets him somewhere. I think it's fantastic. Yeah,
1: I like that. I like that. I I also, okay, I also really like every time Junichiro gets irritated at Hank. And he's like, "This not what? Ro- what is it like? This not rock and roll, America? You Ronald Reagan, Mike Tyson, like yeah, oh yeah, just throwing like, out every yeah, American just, reference." Like, yeah, he just throw, but from like twenty years ago, like right, because it makes sense. It is perfect that he doesn't know like the current heavyweight championship of the world in boxing out of America. You know, like I right. like that a lot. Uh, or uh, I told
0: him you were Tom Brokaw. <laughs> uh, not yes, yes. That's really good. Uh, Well, that's what I got for my pros, man. What do you got for cons? Cons. Um, I don't have a ton, Um,
1: but I do have a couple. Um, Why is Cotton so goddamn tan?
0: He's really tan this episode. Maybe it's just old man tan, (laughs) but...
1: I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But he's too goddamn tan. It grosses me. But, like, he ha- they even make the point to draw his farmer's tan. He's just, like, a shade darker than Hank's tan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's just super tan. It's weird. Old man tan freaks me out. Um, Khan is the entire Bill and Dale story because while I like them, they are fun together in little bits. The entire thing is just stupid. And then I feel bad for Peggy because Bill puts on that dress. And it's yeah. like... So, I, I get it. Peggy's supposed to not be appealing or whatever, or attractive as a character. She's still not fat enough to where Bill Doctree wouldn't be like ripping out of her clothes. You know what it, I mean? Yes,
0: especially how they have portrayed him in the last few seasons. But he is just this yeah. big, ever gigantic fucking pant load.
1: Yeah, amorphous potato blob man that is Bill Dotrieve and it's just. Yes, I th- I don't know. Um, I don't like it. It's dumb. It. I get it. I like, and I guess the resolution's kind of funny with like when Luann calls the cops and I'm making love to my wife Peggy, and then the cops kick down the door and it, it's fine, right? But then at the same time, it all just kind of amounts to nothing with boomhauer, grab Hank's paper. Yeah, it's like that all pay, that, that, that for that payoff. We needed this is what we needed. This is what we had to do. Thanks, guys. Like, ugh, I don't like it. Um. There is no way that Hank got forks through post-9-11 security only a year later. We already beat that to death. But Mm -hmm. um, Showing the movie Pearl Harbor on a flight to Japan is not (laughs) only a poor choice because it's, you know, really bad. Like, maybe read the room. But it's also a bad choice because that movie fucking sucks. And that's a con.
0: And it's so long. Um, I also have that in cons, by the way.
1: But you know what? I guess we didn't have Avatar yet to watch twice, no, back to and, back, so and, who knows?
0: And it is a clever writing joke. Like, why not take advantage of the fact that it, it was a huge Michael Bay movie at the time? And I had to
1: remind myself of that too. Like, yeah. Um It's a dumb con, but when so Hank carries cotton off the plane in the duffel bag, right? Mm-hmm. And he's saying, "Yeah, you know, he's on the bathroom and or whatever." And he, "Oh yeah, he's this way." And they run onto the plane. The guy says, "Ohio." He just says, "Good morning," and it makes no goddamn sense. And I don't know why. Okay. Yeah. It's, as they're running on, the reporter goes, "Ohio," and "Ohio" is "Good morning." Like, it's weird. Uh, part two. The di- okay. So you kind of touched already on the cotton rampage. Um. So. When you said jerky, I thought you meant like the animation was wonky. Okay. Because so like there's the shot of him picking up the octopus and like doing the lariat with it and then whipping it. Right. And that's super fluid. It's very it's fluid. It's almost it's too fluid. It really breaks up the flow. Like they blew their animation budget on that one little fight scene. Um but then like as he's rampaging through the streets of Tokyo like it is chunky it is blocky it looks like it is missing some fucking frames and maybe it's tough to do because like a normal human you would animate with like a knee joint right as they move but cotton you have to do like the hip swivel pivot deal sure maybe it's just it looks bad like again i'm calling out animation we're we're about to be getting to season 7 and like animation is just weird it's not as choppy as it was last week but Boy, it gets real rugged. Um. The lack of a bullet train in America. Con. Just a, mm. Come on guys, figure your shit out. Mm. We could do so much better if we had like three hyperloops. Ugh. And finally, David Carradine. It's just tough. I don't know. It, I got to turn off the part of my brain that... And it's just because it's David Carradine. I don't know. It's yeah. He does fine, I guess, but I, I don't know. Whatever. It has its moments. It has its ups and downs. Oh, and um, am sorry. I have a sleeper pro in I Found Comfort
0: in my Wataru. Yeah, I love Wataru. He's a fantastic <laughs> character that doesn't say anything, but damn does he embody so much of the like the Japanese working man.
1: My father is fishing for mackerel, as he does every day. I love it. <laughs> and I, I got to thinking really hard as like, man, I just want to be a retiree in Japan. Just go fishing That's for one life. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh uh, give me your cons, buddy. Uh let's see here. You already hit Pearl Harbor um i this is this is a big one for the king of the hill online community it's they've they've beat it to death i figure i'd be remiss if i didn't already state it why does chinichiro look like tilly and not cotton because it's easier to make him look like hank's brother and for that instant recognition Mm -hmm. it's a shitty con it's there just like i you and i both understand why they did it but in the culture we have now that analyzes everything in tv wouldn't make sense Somebody would get really shitty about it, but eh. yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a con now. It I think wasn't that's the bad. problem
1: is we can't watch this show now because that's the problem that we're having over and over again is that there's so much shit that just doesn't.
0: It's just not put up the to the same standard as it is now. Exactly.
1: The rules are different now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Peggy bragging about her her gigantic ass clown feet being unbound and how that would be attractive to a bunch of Asian people, like no. That is not attractive, That's and it's a con. And, yeah, but That's it's hilarious. hilarious. It's a con because it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> but
1: they were still practicing foot binding up until, like, what, the 60s, right? Yes, but it, In makes China? Me,
0: it makes me more uncomfortable, the idea of, like, just a bunch of random Asian tourists gawking at Peggy's giant clodhoppers. hoppers.
1: It's perfect. That's, oh, oh, okay, okay, here we go. We're rewriting this episode. They brought Luann, and she is selling her panties, but who's the bigger underground porno success in Japan? You're goddamn right it's Peggy with her fucking Godzilla
0: (laughs) feet. (laughs) Oh, man. You've got people that are building miniature Tokyos just for her to destroy while they're painted green. (laughs)
1: Uh, Peggy, I'm gonna go meet my brother and my dad. If you wanna come, oh, I can't, Hank. I
0: gotta meet with Wataru. <laughs> oh God. Um. So Cotton's line about the entire country being made of paper and balsa wood, and he could just find a match is really insensitive now, and it makes me sad because um, there's so much with, more. Like than the can. whole
1: firebombing with what? What is it? Operation Market Garden, where yeah. we just firebombed Tokyo. Yeah. 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 Hey guys, we didn't just bomb japan twice we bombed japan a whole bunch come to oh, find out oh shit
0: load <laughs> oh um, shit load and i cringe every also
1: um oh go ahead really quick sorry um so by 2007 only a small handful of chinese women still had bound feet that were still alive so that's how fucking wow. it
0: was yeah, yeah. But that was primarily a chinese custom not japanese correct
1: no, 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 straight up, straight up uh, Chinese. Yeah. It was only okay. Chinese. Okay. Th- that's, but that's like the, the King of the Hill, like glossing glossary of racism. Yes. We're going to bring forks with us. I don't have bound feet, but Hey, right. we're calling them Asian. So we're getting better. Right. Um, yeah, sorry. I totally cut you off.
0: I'm no, sorry. no, you're good. It's I, every time I watch this episode, I get like, sh- I shudder when I hear cotton call his uh, loogie lung butter. I'm gonna shoot my lung oh, butter. Oh, I know. <laughs> that was so, so gross. so foul, just so awful. Uh, but I have uh, the, probably the the biggest one here, and it's a con for me, but it may not be for you. But it also it could be a little slightly revelatory for you, Mark. Okay. I think Luann is colorblind. Why? Um, because when the two dogs get up and are chasing each other, when the, when the also so, the somewhat dead ladybird wakes up and she's got the new one, and they start chasing around in circles, Peggy or uh, mm-hmm. Luann says, I, "You're getting yourselves all mixed up. They're wearing two different colored colors. Oh, so either she is really stupid or she's colorblind." Now, Mark, I know you also happen to have that particular affliction, which is why you may never have noticed that. Hi, I'm also
1: burdened with the shame of colorblindness. Yes, it brings you great shame. Especially when I was a fucking pro. Oh, my God. So we have this we have a master spreadsheet at work. Right. Okay. And it's got all of it's got something like 2000 cases that I need to resolve. And I'm just like I chip away at it every day. This is what I do now. Um. But it's all color-coded, or it was all color-coded until I fucking got into it. Oh, no. And, like... So, no, because, like, there's certain colors... So, like, uh, pending cases are, like, uh, they're gray. And then paid cases are gray. But it's actually green and blue. Could not tell the fucking (laughs) difference. Um, Brand new cases are the only ones I know about because they're in hot pink and you can't miss them. Okay. So, like... So now I've been at this for three weeks, and, like, my second weekend, my boss is kind of going through the log, and he's like what are you doing with these colors, man? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you they're all the same, but they're not the same? What do you, because it's all, because it's, it's Excel colors. So it's right. like the same four fucking shades of gray, green, and the same four fucking shades of gray, blue. And my dumbass can't tell the difference. Funny colorblind story. Anyway. um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, maybe so, she's just uh, that dumb. I don't know. She
0: could be, but yeah, they're very clearly different color, color, colored colors. So, Mark, I think you and Luann may have that in common. You may be colorblind together.
1: So she can show me her Misty Melons in the dark and I'll see it all.
0: Yes. She probably thinks that she dresses in gray because she's wearing green and red every single time she's on screen. You know what? Fuck you. I'm offended.
1: (laughs) 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 Well. It is not that
0: bad. Maybe not for you, but maybe for her. Who knows? Who knows? I,
1: maybe. Mark, give me Lime some... Lime, green, and electric G- red. I don't know. G-
0: give me some of your favorite moments, buddy. I've got uh, four of them. Okay,
1: so I tried to really narrow this down, because, again, I know that a lot of people like this one, and yes. I knew that you were super horned up, so I tried to narrow it down, and I got one line out of each episode. Okay. Um. So, oh, damn it, Dad, you slept with her. A lot. A lot. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> um, so that was part one. And then Janichiro running up to Hank, you would be proud of me. I have made great progress. I was abrupt with an elderly woman. <laughs> <laughs> like I had to, st- I had to s- hit stop because I was laughing so fucking ho- I had to hit stop because like, I couldn't like function for a good minute on that. Like every other bit yeah whatever the whole oh, is tom broke oh i kick your ass like yeah that's cool no i was abrupt with an elderly woman yes so good and then follow-up to that is um bobby and just dance you girl oh only, but yeah yes but you can't pick a whole like subplot as your favorite moment you know what i mean like I mean,
0: no you absolutely can with that one i would i will allow it you it's our podcast who the fuck says we can't me, I, I says I can't <laughs> with my arbitrary rules, like how it twenty
1: five k downloads is when we would launch a Patreon.
0: Oh, like. oh man,
1: <laughs> I make the rules. I am the dreamer of dreams.
0: I how guess. about you, buddy? Uh, so you slept with her, didn't you? A lot was one on mine. <laughs> yes, and the squiggles match the, the the squiggles on the sheet match the ones on the sign was one, and you already mentioned that earlier in the episode. <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh. Um, okay, the entire scene where Cotton keeps fucking up Junichiro's name and eventually just calls him Jonkito. Joe. And he's I Can't get it right. <laughs> that is like the most offensive thing and the funniest thing to me. Because if I ever meet somebody in real life that's named Junichiro, I'm going to very nicely and politely ask them if I can just name them Junkie Joe in my phone. It's going to be great.
1: Name him anyway. I'd name him that anyway. Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but my, my last one here, it's from uh, the first first episode. During their plane, plane ride, uh, Hank addressing the gentleman sitting next to him, I love beer too, but we're on duty. And the guy just deadpan no-selling him the entire time and just continues to drink. <laughs> Keep an eye on
1: Hugh Hefner here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a party with him. I, I just love the we're on duty and the guy just no-selling him every time. Yep. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Um, I have got two retro rages for you. I think we've already hit one before okay. in this show, uh, but they it's it's a it's Japan and it's the early 2000s. So I'm going to say that this is still a thing because not everybody had a cell phone. But they they bring up beepers quite a bit.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Um, and then crouching tiger, hidden dragon. That is, like, the biggest Asian flash-in-the-pan, like, introduction to America, and then nobody remembers actually even what that movie is about. They just remember, like, three scenes from it. At one point, Cotton mentions, I've seen their Crouching Tiger program. They'll fly at you. Can I flag that really quick? Yeah. He's not Japanese.
1: He's Laotian. Yes. How come Cotton can't? Tell, cause fucking those are Chinese. I don't care. Yes. it's Chinese actors, whatever. But like, okay, I don't know. No, I, it's a Chinese. I, I, film. I hated it's that about, line.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: I hated that line. It's so uncaught, and I know how dumb it is to bring it up, but you brought it up, so I want to hit it a little bit. But yeah, like, God yeah, knows better. I don't know.
0: He does. He does. Um, if do you got any retro rage, buddy?
1: Um, I'm mad at you because Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is an amazing movie, and it spawned that whole fucking like wooshy re-emergence, but yeah. It, it um. did, but nobody
0: remembers it or watches it anymore. That's why it's Retro Rage. Mark, give us a breakdown of our rating system. That way we can give these bad boys a, a rating and we can get on out of here.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best rating system. Oh, there's just so many. I don't know. because, But I can't rank it as like anime or sushi. That'd be too divisive and... Ah, hell, we'll just do it like this. Our rating system goes here. Because next week, I got the cutest fucking rating system ever for everybody. I you, love buddy. it. But, so we're going to break it down like this. Um, at the very bottom is Charcoal. Charcoal is a failure of an episode. It sucks. There's nothing good about it. It just gets soot under your boy's nails, and you watched it, and you feel dirty. So now you got to go to church and feel better about yourself. Above that is Megalo. Megalo is like a bronze. It's not a good episode. It's not one you're going to like go look for, but if it's on, you'll probably watch it, and there's probably going to be some stuff in it that makes you kind of chuckle, but by and large, it, you're going to miss the forest through the trees on it, and it's going to just be kind of shitty. Above that is Butane. Butane is a bastard gas and a bastard episode. You love to hate it, and you hate to love it. It's got some good, it's got some bad, it's middle of the road, and if it's two in the morning and you're stoned off your ass, you better believe you're going to watch it, homie. <laughs> Above that. Is our char King is our Char King rating. That's our gold standard. A Char King is a really, really good episode. It might be one of your favorite episodes. If Johnny and I come together and we both give it a char King, it becomes a Char King Imperial. Um really the only thing that stops it from being the best is that you need a little bit of context to enjoy it. What was it? Um The Dale episode with his dad, I think. We we said it could have been a blue flame, but you needed a lot of context to get it, right? Right. Yeah, so something like that. You need the context, or you just don't enjoy it as much. But at the very, very top, the 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 S rank, if you will, because we can use Japanese rating devices here. The the One Punch Man, if you will, because that, God, that's the best anime ever made. <laughs> um, <laughs> I ate too much crab and became a crab. I am Crab Lante. Um, the Blue Flame of Valor, it's it's the best that you can have. It's an amazing episode of King of the Hill. You love it. I love it. We all fucking love it, man. It is, it's just the best. You don't need context to appreciate it. It's it's an amazing episode. It's a firefighting we will go. That's, that's where we're at. Yes. So, Johnny, are we rating this as separate or do you want to rate them together?
0: I rated them together because they premiered together and it's a two-part episode that is, I think, is intended to watch... Like, in one sitting. Okay.
1: Okay, okay, cool. So, with that in mind, what are you going to give it?
0: So, I know you hate, you hate it when we get cutesy with our ratings here. I don't
1: hate it. We just... Oh, you're going to hate this one. That's all. You're going to hate this one. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh,
0: So, I gave returning Japanese a Blue King Imperial. I do hate that. Yes, I know you do. It's probably the <laughs> one and only time I will give out this rating. So this episode, it should be a blue flame. And in my mind, it would be a blue flame. Everything in it is you can see without context. You can enjoy it. You you get a good sense of who the hills are. You get a, a legitimate story out of it. It's very fun for a two-part episode. The only thing that doesn't make it a blue flame is... You don't get the guys. You get a really poor showing from the guys. They're there barely. And it's a bad story for them. Okay. So, because you don't need the context for it, and it's a damn near perfect episode, it should be a blue flame, but it's it sucks a little too hard. But it's also a two-part episode. So I I got really cutesy with it, man. Blue King Imperial. You can you can shoot blue me later King for Imperial. it. <laughs> you I'm can... not gonna shoot you for it, I <sighs> <laughs> just, you know what? It
1: makes sense. It, it makes sense. You justified it for me, so it's okay. 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 But,
0: what, what do you What do you give? Uh, returning Japanese mark. I reckon you're gonna hate
1: me just a little bit too. I gave it a butane. It's fine. Um, okay. It's a good two part episode. I don't think it's as good as everyone says it is. The animation is crap in some spots, and it's amazing in other spots. Um, I like some of it. There's some of it that I really like. I really like the whole Bobby. Yeah, anytime Bobby's on screen, Bobby absolutely crushes it. Yeah. Um, but then like there's other bits and I'm just like the bit with the guys just goes and it just goes and it just goes. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like that's bad. I, I don't know. Um, David Carradine sticks in my craw. Yeah. And I think he sticks in both of our craws for different, but similar reasons. Yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I know a lot of people like this one. I'm sure a lot of people are going to get mad at me about it. But yeah, it's a butane. I'm not turning it off. I'll watch it. I yeah, like it. Absolutely. If, if, if I'm going to watch King of the Hill, I'm not putting this one on.
0: And that's where we're at. This episode, every time I watch it, reminds me of how badly I want to go to Japan and experience some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, there's few there's few elements of any media that can do that to me. You know, I can watch the Lord of the Rings okay. and I absolutely get a yearning to go to New Zealand. I can watch this and I absolutely have to go to Japan. Like there's a handful of things that make me just, I want to pick up my shit and go there and experience it for myself. But okay. this is one of them. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I And again, don't get me wrong. I really like this episode. No, least, no. Yeah.
0: Not- and I'm not mad at a butane either man. You are one, you're entitled to your opinion, but two, I kind of figured that's where you were going to land on this.
1: Fair enough. And also, I know I'm entitled to my damn opinion. I talk about how opinion <laughs> end for about an hour every week. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, Mark, I'm going to let these good I'm people I honestly
1: amazed we never got more blowback from rating shit. You know what I mean? Like Yeah,
0: oh yeah. I I have yet to see no anybody one, no really one came us out of on
1: sideways it. for hating Bobby Goes Nuts. And that's kind of cool to me. Oh, absolutely. It's almost like you guys are respecting our rights to have opinions about things.
0: Yeah. Hey, if if Bobby Goes Nuts is your absolute favorite episode, more power to you. I'm not going to tell you to not enjoy it. I'm just telling you I don't enjoy it.
1: <laughs> so long as you're not coming at me with Mrs. Wakefield is the best episode of King <laughs> of the Hill, I'll probably be all right.
0: Or Dusty Old Bones full of green dust.
1: I don't remember that one, and I'm really excited to get to it, because I oh. don't remember it at all. Kira. I remember that bit, and I know that Reddit hates it. And I'm like, maybe I'm too much of a contrarian for my own good, but at the same time, I'm like, maybe it is all right. I don't know. Who can say? But yeah. Oh, we'll anyway, see. Johnny, we need to get out of here. But before we do, I have a very important question for you.
0: Uh, ask away, Mark.
1: Do you still like King of the Hill?
0: Mark, I still love King of the Hill. How about yourself?
1: Hi. King of the Hill I suka this
0: that's that's i still like King of the hill yeah
1: yeah it's the best yeah awesome yeah, really
0: awesome <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell those good people where they can find us buddy absolutely you guys can get a hold of us on uh social media at twitter or on instagram at dang old podcast we have a facebook if you guys want to search, search us up we're uh at dang old podcast on facebook as well uh i am on twitter at kraut that's kraut as in sauerkraut Ball as in Swedish meatball and stream as in the Shinano River, the largest river, also known as the Shikuma in Japan. It's sourced by Mount Kobushi.
1: Very nice. I'm glad that you're taking your river bit multinationally.
0: I have to. I absolutely have to. <laughs> Where can they find well, you, Mark?
1: <laughs> you got me the giggles. Uh, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, or you can find me on our sister podcast, the Two Wizards podcast. Um, I think if my timing is right, we just talked about ghost towns. Josh and I spent the entire month of October talking about ghosts, just ghosts. And I'm so sick of ghosts. That, <laughs> like, I will become a wandering Japanese ghost who hears about people talking about ghosts and goes and haunts them to shut them the fuck up. But... <laughs> an Oni. An Oni. A yude if you will um yeah Yokai. marky stardust two wizards uh, yeah thanks for listening guys we love you all uh yeah i think that's it
0: let's see. say uh, sayonara johnny <laughs> sayonara everybody see you next week